This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Loki season two. My name is Shabazz and joining me in the TVA today are my fellow time assaulters. They, they, they assault time. They don't really protect it. I think, you know, they're, they're, they're more like they're trying to just ruin everything and make their own sacred timelines. I've got Daniel and Anthony. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. You know, I, I mean, gods of mischief was there. Yeah. Uh, my fellow Loki variants, my fellow variants, you know, yeah, that was right up there variants. for you. So too, I wouldn't but, want you guys to my variants. Well, I mean, we've gotten confused for one another. We do um, multiple times. Yeah, it's very yeah. strange. I, I sometimes don't know who I'm talking to. Oh, okay. So oh, one of well, our own does it as well too. That's that's, that's an issue. That's there like you go. You need to go to a doctor. No, <laughs> no. You just guys are just you guys are like one person sometimes. So it's hard to like yeah. figure out which one is this variant. Which is this? But there's only one of me. I'm only there's only one variant of me, which is me. <laughs> and thank God for that. And that that is yeah, Anthony he, right there. He's Anthony. a nexus being. <laughs> yes, Anthony. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, enjoying my time. My free time right now because it's been busy here at the movie podcast. What free time? Like we're 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 recording right now. We're doing work still. No, but I mean, like in terms of just having being able to do all these crazy things, I've kind of we've been editing. I've been reading oh interviews God. and all these things, and we have game reviews coming out. Playing so some it's games, yeah. This is uh, this is my free time right now. Yes, we at the Wii podcast <laughs> have been doing a lot more like video game related. And obviously, we've talked about it before. We want to approach games from a cinematic angle. So stay tuned because there will be some really cool video game episodes and reviews coming out very, very soon. Right now, we literally are powering through two video games at the same time, which has been uh, different. I'd say I've never had to do that in my life. I've never had to, yeah, you know. Uh, play two video games and like I mean we could say what the two games are because one can. review is coming out tomorrow yes yeah, we, we can, can so we it. have Assassin's yeah. Creed Mirage from our friends over at Ubisoft and we have of course Spider-Man 2 from our friends at PlayStation and Insomnia Games so been, been a bit of a crazy time but we're, 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 we're definitely having a blast doing what we do and of course we're still watching movies and shows as well so and uh, I feel like I need like a lot of eyes yes and we're doing interviews as well oh my god I, mean, we, I need 
I need variants of myself. I was going to say, it sounds like this. you need some variants so we I could do. all, you know, kind of get this work done together. Absolutely, I do. Yes. Uh, of course, the show we are talking about today again is Loki. This is a highly anticipated show. The first season was such a huge hit for Disney Plus. And I remember when it came out, we were all loving it as well. And I do want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at Disney for letting us watch the show. We're, we're so grateful to them. And Loki season two will premiere October 5th, just before my birthday. So watch the show. And then right when it hits 12 o'clock, be like, maybe, maybe I'll go wish this guy happy birthday. You don't or no, we no wait. <laughs> the whole world waits and we just uh-huh. watch it the right. six on your birthday and we celebrate with you. I don't know that's why we have to celebrate this this show and your birthday together, but you know, I feel like that's your wish. You know, because it's Jay. Shay's is full of mischief. You know, that's he's right. mischievous. So it's it makes sense. I just but it's funny because like, funny I, like I they, feel bad for Disney's numbers now. They're like, no one watched it on, <laughs> yeah. the, on the premiere date. <laughs> why is everyone waiting? I mean, they've trained us to wait for you know three a.m. on you know the Friday. So now it's like you know what we're going to bump it up a few hours for us, which. Us in the East Coast, I think, uh, really appreciate that change. Absolutely. Yes, we we really do. Instead of watching shows at 3 a.m. now, it's much easier to watch can, them. So can it, can we just say how much I love that? Because, look, I, I appreciate the West Coast, but come on, okay. 3 a.m.? I can't watch something at 3 a.m. I got to go to work the next day. So having yeah, it, yeah. like, even for them, like 5 a.m. is a lot more reasonable to wake up to than 3 a.m. and watching a show, even if you're a very like fandom based person. But that's just my two cents. Yeah, because yeah. West Coast will be getting at 6 p.m., which is yeah. nice. I mean, they're getting it earlier in their evening, too, which is, I think, just beneficial for everybody. So, yeah, that's nice. Definitely. Uh, season, season two picks up pretty much right with the ending of last season left off. So we have all our lovely characters are back again. We have Tom Hiddleston, Sophie DiMartino, and we are welcoming back Owen Wilson, but also someone very new to the franchise who's had a really huge career in the past year or two, really. Key Wei Quan, who we also had on the show, a friend of the show. So a lot of great things about this show. We can't wait to talk about it. I want to kick it over to Daniel first for our first reaction. So Loki season two, like you, you weren't kidding, Shay. Like this legit picks up right as season one ends. And season one of Loki, we had six episodes of it. Uh, I really enjoyed my time with it, but every episode felt like it was just getting to like the it was about to give us something and then we would kind of like go down a different direction and wait. And we kind of had to wait our time. And I think what the first season of Loki did so well was establish the look and the feel and the rules of the TVA. Um, and it really is, I think to this day, the best looking Disney plus series and, and in terms of on the Marvel side and season two is exactly that uh i've seen the first four episodes so disney sent us the first four episodes I'm not going to talk in spoilers about any of them but what i love so much about what this season does so far i think it's stellar so far um is that it makes every episode feel important and it feels like every episode i'm getting something and i'm like okay this is a great uh this is a great episode it's established some great uh, concepts and characters and then it ends but it doesn't end in a way where it's like a giant cliffhanger. It just ends in a way that feels like, well, I have to tune in next week. But it never was anything like a like a bait to you know the next episode. And I maybe think, you know, they were they kind of established or they kind of got the hang of like, okay, yeah, let's let's look at the story that we're going to tell over these six episodes and make it work and make it feel like a coherent story. Where season one was trying to establish so much all at once with the different uh, the timelines and the variants and all these new characters where this feels like a lot more of a a focused storyline so because of the variant storylines kind of out of the way we're getting 
a lot more of a proper story and it reminded me a lot more uh like andor where it feels a lot more focused and i and i really appreciate that especially in these first four episodes um i think owen wilson and tom hiddleston are phenomenal together as always like they were last season they are together a lot more this season especially in those first four episodes um they are like a dynamic duo throughout which i really really liked um and like shay said a new player we have this season is kiwe kwan who yes friend of the show um he's so fun i think he's so he's such a fun person to watch uh, even though he's kind of acting the same in everything that we see him in, he's one of those. He's he's a he's an actor that you just can't help but smile when you see him. Though he's so fun, and I think he brings a fun energy to the show. He plays Obi, um, who's basically wrote the TVA handbook, and I think he's really fun. But what the show is also doing is telling a larger story of the multiverse. And as soon as we hear multiverse now, my eyes kind of start to glaze over because I feel like we've just done so much multiverse stuff, especially in the MCU and. A bunch of other comic like in, in the flash and across the spider-verse and some have done it really really well like no way home like across the spider-verse um but the multiverse isn't the big like, i think um it isn't the huge crux of this show for me so far and and that's what's good i mean obviously they're trying to protect the sacred timeline and protect the timelines from being destroyed but it never feels like it's just jumping place to place for the the sake of showing something cool. It feels like it is actually telling a really strong and coherent story that I feel like I would have read this story like in a graphic novel, in a Loki like limited series. Like it's it's actually really strong that way, and I, and I really appreciate that. And we're getting a lot of characters that you know obviously were teased. Kang is a big player, especially in episodes two, three, and four. Um, there's a lot of Jonathan Majors in the show, so forewarning for those people who if you're you know either supporting him or not this is the reality that you know he is playing this character and like i'm just going to refer to him as a kang or timely his name is timely in this this variant of him uh we saw for those who watched uh, ant-man and the wasp quantumania the post credit scene um is a scene right from loki and it's like he's kind of like a a thomas edison you know nikola tesla type of person where he's like making these inventions and creations and then the kind of story kind of goes from there but basically what i'm saying is the first four episodes i was really surprised this is a show that even though i enjoyed season one a lot kate heron i thought brought so much of herself to that first season now we're under new kind of showrunners which uh, are the showrunners from moon knight which us here on the movie podcast those four, four episodes of the show were the entire series of moon knight we were just like you know, we could take it or leave it. There was some cool stuff, but whatever. Um, I think this season of Loki is a lot stronger than the first season so far. I'm really enjoying this story. Uh, and I think because it's a lot more of a focused story, I'm having a great time with it. Yeah, for me, the first episode was, it was great. Like there was there was a lot of action, like you're saying. It kind of picks up right away in it. It felt like it was telling a more thorough story. I think the, a lot of mm -hmm. the, the criticism that Marvel has gotten in their, in their TV shows is, does it need to be X amount of episodes? We have a lot of what feels like fillers sometimes or a lot of just one plot point really overextending itself. So far, Loki season two, I mean, I've only done the first two and I, I really enjoyed where the story is kind of going. I really enjoyed what they're trying to say. I am curious to see how the rest of the episodes that we've gotten kind of fare out. But it, it's, 
it just seems a lot more purposeful. And then that's what's making me happy. It feels like a lot of the criticism that Marvel's gotten, which is why I'm assuming this season, it felt like it took a little bit longer to kind of get out. I felt like they were filming it years ago is what it really mem- or I remember. Seriously, kind of yeah. That I think they took a lot of that feedback and were like, okay, let's see how much we can like really trim down and, and focus on here. So I, I like where this is going. I mean, I'm a big fan of what Loki, I'm sorry, Tom. Hiddleston and Sophie Martino <laughs> kind of do. They have great pairings. They're really good. Owen Wilson always is a blast. He's another one of those people that in pretty much everything he does, he's always just Owen Wilson. But you kind of just need a little bit of Owen Wilson in your life to get the ball rolling, especially in a show like this where there's so much seriousness happening. Owen Wilson has a way of making that serious moment still just feel like it's not really a big deal. Wow. Like, what's the big problem? Oh, wow. It's like, but like, dude, the, the second timeline messed up. Like, we got to fix it. So there's a lot <laughs> of really great stuff in the show. And I, I'm really excited to see where it kind of goes. Uh, but Anthony, would love to get your uh, first reactions. I think the biggest thing for me this season is the achievement in the look and the aesthetic, as well as uh, the camera work that's been used in this, in the first, like, I, I only watched the first two episodes. So just from that point of view, it feels and moves different than the first uh, season because the first season it established that look that kind of has that 50s, 60s aesthetic, uh, uh, almost like a secret Wait, agent. Analog, right? Analog, like look, analog yes. look to it. Yeah. It, but it also, I feel like this season's a lot more British toned in a sense. Like it, it was shot on Pinewood. So I feel like a, a majority of production and the teams behind it are. Or, or English teams, and they, I feel like they just brought that aesthetic because that's the look and feel just feels a lot more moodier. The the tones yeah. are, are a lot are, of film grain as well. And too, there's a lot right? of film like grain, and I think grain. Yeah. I think that's what really like connected with the thing. The story is a huge part of it for sure. But when you add that level of grittiness and detail, it just draws me into a series like this. It when it when my biggest issue with Ahsoka is it's just too clean. It's too too clear. And when you have something that's clear, you, it just doesn't it doesn't make it believable because it almost feels like you're just on set with them. When you add that grittiness, right. that film look, it feels like okay, this is something that's captured that's not in our world. Um, but yeah, I really really enjoyed the first episode. I thought the the costumes were fantastic. Owen Wilson uh, wears this huge giant astronaut suit, and you just feel the mm-hmm. weight of it on him. I think he's absolutely funny in the first two episodes i think there's a really funny conversation between him and and uh tom uh loki as well as ob and there's just this running joke between what's about to happen i thought was really really good um i enjoy time stories but i also find them very very confusing so with Mm -hmm. with kang being the main villain and and everything that's happening i I really recommend you watch the first season and then go into the second season just because there's so much things that you forgot or understood what the TVA does. And um, I just, I, I wish I watched the first season going into before going, even the recap didn't do it enough for it didn't do enough for me. Cause I just felt like I yeah, need to r- remember all this stuff, but go, getting back to the camera work. And this is what I, I don't remember from the first season is the camera really moves with the the actors and the actresses in this series it's always on the go with him it's never on a tripod it's very handheld there's very really good 
fluidness to it and i don't know if you you noticed yeah. that as well like it's just 100 it yeah. follows them it, they'll be running past and the camera will be running past them it just felt like you are in it with them um another big thing that i i really really enjoyed was kiwi's character i think he's a great addition to the cast i think everyone that's part of it and their chemistry together is fantastic and it gives off this doctor who vibe which i felt like very doctor who it was definitely doctor who vibe almost there in the first season but this second season just really really brings it out and when tom when tom loki phases in and out it's probably one of the most scariest things to hear especially at night <laughs> Because it's, it's this <laughs> it's yell very of unsettling. pain. And again, there's this running joke between him and, um, and, and Mor- Mor- Morbius. Mobius. Mobius. It's, there's this running yeah. joke between <laughs> him and Mobius that every time he shows up, it, it would be like this scary, scary moment for him, for, for both of them. But I, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to more episodes. Cause, and that's, that's a strange thing because Marvel for me at this point has kind of been... Uh, not the greatest thing to watch, but I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I, I think just to your point with the the camera and the fluidity to it, uh, that's what I think makes this feel so much more mature from the first season. And even when you look at um, Moon Knight, Moon Knight also had that look to it where it felt a little bit more gritty and that had an interesting movement with the camera as well too. And I appreciate that a lot because it makes it feel a lot more lived in. And when you have a world that's so um like you know the loki aesthetic right as you've seen it that has like this warm vintage feel to it but when you could have a character like miss minutes who gets a lot more to do this season which i was so happy to see in the in the episodes two three and four um the fact that you could have her standing side by side any of the characters and it feels right like it doesn't ever feel like oh that looks like you you just put a giant cartoon clock there like no like it feels like like you could these things could exist beside one another and it's very similar to how i felt about having like rocket raccoon beside you know tony stark in endgame or with the guardians like you see it and you believe it and i think that just goes to show like just how visually it works really well together and i think the first season of loki again i'm not too sure with this season um they use the volume a lot for that first season of loki and there again this is during a lot more into the COVID protocols and things like that. So there was a lot, like Anthony was saying, just kind of static shots where the camera isn't moving with these characters a lot. But you'll you'll see when you're watching it, it feels super cinematic. It feels probably the closest that we've had a Marvel series on Disney Plus look like it's an actual movie that you'd see on the big screen. And that's why when we saw um, you know, the post-credit scene for with mn quantum media like it felt like it belonged like it felt like you could watch loki on the big screen and you would have that through line between you know the series and films and it feels that way and this is kind of what i want all the disney plus uh shows to feel like to feel like they are just an extension of what you could see on the big screen yeah for sure there's there's a lot of that the budget just feels higher the quality just feels a lot better again it it feels like marvel has been taking the criticism of their shows and applying it i'm really curious for the next couple shows going forward how that actually fares because again this show was being made during the time of the criticism so there could have been a lot more work done and i'm excited to see where this continues to go going forward again we have Anthony and I still have two more episodes to kind of watch so really curious to see where the rest of the season kind of takes place and where it moves forward but yeah really excited and I'm I'm 
I, I love the character Loki, and I really want this show to be a hit. So yeah, let's see where it goes from there. I do. I just want to agree with Daniel. Uh, the biggest issue with a lot of these Marvel movies and series, it almost feels like it's leading up to something that's bigger, 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 and it's almost trying to hype itself up to a point like guess who's going to show up in this episode or guess who's going to show up in that movie or wait until this cliffhanger happens on this episode and I feel that approach might have been best during that initial phase one phase two period where we're building the hype behind it. Marvel has the hype now. They don't need to build the hype because I feel like you're just cheapening out the storyline and the characters to to make a, you know a fan base happy which they're never going to be happy because you'll never hit the their expectations so I think yeah focusing on a story like this and just having it really f- character driven story driven and just really 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 dive into those things I know they these two creators did the the moon Knight which I feel like it's very similar. They really focused on who Moon Knight is, but I also felt that it was not a great series and it was very yeah. um, boring. And they have the benefit of the doubt coming into this now, coming into season two, where they don't have to worry about establishing yeah. all of that, right? So they could just go right into the story that they want to tell. But yeah, they, I think the, I think this this series really, really gives off a British vibe. I know I've said that many times, but it just feels like something I would have watched on. I would have watched on BBC. It has like this really mystery driven aesthetic to it as well. Like it's just, I know I've said aesthetic many times. My vocabulary yeah. is not and the, the score too. Stories. Natalie Holt's killing it. Like she did in the first season too. Yeah. This is so, uh, such a great score throughout. And Where every, every episode I feel like feels like almost from, from what I've seen, it feels like a season finale because it has big moments it has big story things happening i'm like oh this is only episode two and we're already having these big things happening and i'm like and that's how you use six episodes that's how you tell the story like this i I think they're killing it yeah no i I, that's kind of like what i wanted to say in terms of just the vibe marvel's been having for the past five years i think this is the type of stories will kind of push you through that that initial end game after end game type of what do we do next? And I think this is where they really need to focus because Andor did the same thing. And that's why Andor is such a great show and it will probably be one of the best shows ever on TV. And Loki has that potential of doing that as well. Definitely. Yeah. Very curious to see where it goes. Of course, if you are watching Loki, uh, make sure to join our Discord. Have that conversation with us. We're going to be opening up a room, talking all about the show, uh, and we really want to hear your thoughts on it. What do you think? Do you agree with this? Do you not agree? Where do you want Marvel to kind of keep going? There, you know, we've we've talked about a lot in the show that there's a lot happening in the Marvel world, and it feels like finally they're starting to kind of slow down and kind of just refocus on what makes them the best at what they are. So really curious to see where it goes. Of course, you can also follow us on every single social media platform available out there. Make sure to check our show notes down below. Leave us a comment. Uh, You can write something on Spotify as well. We love reading them out, and we love having a great time with everybody here. Of course, we are the movie podcast, so we have new episodes that drop all the time, and we have some game reviews coming out very, very soon. So stay tuned for that as well. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. (laughs) 